cart you know that's how we do it phenomenal california brew the uh so how i want to start this podcast honestly is um today was just nuts so andrew and i just started first off this is my first ever solo podcast welcome hello everyone but today was crazy so We just started launching a, our fundraiser for in partnership with Best Christmas Ever. So it's a, um, basically we're raising $5,000 for a family and we're going to surprise them on Christmas with a bunch of presents of things that they need. So Andrew and I started like hitting up this fundraiser page and it's just, it's just for the two things that are just incredible in my mind right away that come to mind. The first one is going through and picking the families and then seeing like everyone uh there's like a person who nominates a family and then in the nomination you list all the names of the people the size of the family where they're located and then you usually give like a a background and i scrolled through 180 of them 180 different nominations of families that needed help and each story was just gut-wrenching gut-wrenching link in the download or link in the bio to donate and everything we just launched our page but uh, gut-wrenching like people who are homeless multiple people of course lost their jobs to covid and you know christmas being at the end of the year like in coronavirus and people starting to lose their jobs i don't know date it back to like march april Dating back to March and April, I mean, it's been insane. So I'm, I'm scrolling through all these different things and I basically get to choose like which family I want to pick. And I ch- pick five and I rank them one to five, you know, and it's hard to rank them because just like there's so many different things going on in other people's lives and they're just being affected and they just had a tough year. And now leading to my second point, the coolest thing is like the anticipation that I now have to go and surprise a family like on or close to Christmas is quite frankly, just like the coolest thing I'm, I cannot wait for. I cannot wait to actually put this all together, raise $5,000 or more for a family and then go surprise them. It's going to be the craziest thing ever. And I'm so stoked for it. So I wanted to start with that. Figured, be present, start with your day, see how you're doing. And launch. Because the next thing we have to talk about is also somewhat relevant. But on Instagram the other day, 
I decided that it'd be a good idea to post my ass cheeks. I thought it'd be a great idea to post my ass cheeks on Instagram. And it was awesome. I think I started something. I really do. I really think I started something. I think that by the end of the week, there was probably going to be like five or six people who've also posted their butt cheeks on Instagram. And I'm going to show up on Instagram. I'm going to see ass cheeks every. All because I did. The coolest thing about this photo also is like cameras, the iPhone camera is so powerful nowadays. You can clearly see my pee. It's a solid stream. I'll tell you what, I got no problems down there. Absolutely no problems. It's opening the valve and we're going. Full steam ahead. You don't even have to zoom in on anything. It's a, it is a hyper-realistic photo of me and my butt cheeks and a peeing off a rock. What a moment. What a moment. Unbelievable. It's like if I poured this Golden Road IPA brewed in California... Local brew, my new favorite beer. It's a beer, you know. But if I poured it out that thick of a stream, like imagine if I just dumped it, that was my me peeing off a mountain. What a moment. What a moment. And the funny thing is, like, I'll go surface level with this. Surface level was just, you know, I wanted to, I was driving up the mountains and, like, I think that's one of my favorite parts of being in the mountains is simply is simply the drive up. It's just mesmerizing. You get so many cool views. And the whole time, I had to go to the bathroom so badly. I had to go to the bathroom so badly. And all I could think about was pulling my pants down and paying off a sick view, off a sick rock, mind you, sorry, and getting in just taking in the coolest view ever. So that's what I did. And to get maximum flow and to pee as far as I possibly can off a mountain. If I could pee that far off a mountain, I got to pull my pants down. It's the only way to do it. And everyone knows that. You pull your pants down all the way around your ankles. Sometimes you even step out of one of your pant legs. Obviously keeping your other on. So you don't lose your pants off the side of a mountain. And you let her rip. You go full bore. You get your core involved. And you do what you've meant to be done your entire life. You've learned, you've struggled so hard. Remember how hard it was to pee when you were little? Like if when you just weren't potty trained yet? God, I could have remembered that more vividly. 
I wish I would have. Okay, there's a lot of learning moments there. It was sink or swim. You either learn how to pee or you're not a human anymore. You die. Sink or swim. You got to figure it out. Our parents would say, our kids have it easy. Kids have it so easy. They made a plastic little toilet for these kids to pee in. It was so hard to pee when you're a little kid. But you figure it out. Every time you pee on the left side of the toilet, you miss. Okay, let's not do that. My my feet are wet now, and I know it's not water. But you figure it out. Each time you're missing the bowl, you're peeing your pants physically, you're wet in the bed, you're doing all this dumb shit, but eventually you figure out how to pee. So I'm sitting there on top of this rock, letting her rip like I always do. A natural thing. Pants down. Over what my left leg. Right leg's free. It could have gone one-legged if I wanted to. Quite a risk. Not going to do it. And we let her rip off the side of a rock. I said, why? I, I first imagined that on my way up Mount Lemon. I first imagined that. And then I was like, I got to pull over and do it. And I just had to peruse for the right, for the right view. And that was it. That was all she wrote. I full on did that. Fuck, I might as well end the podcast right there. That's it. Everyone just joining on Instagram, a live stream, streaming on Instagram. They're probably like, wow, that was it. I joined for eight minutes and I'm out. And I have to say, no, it's not how podcasts work. It's not how they work at all. They're always a good, hearty podcast, like a good, solid bite into a podcast, is not nine minutes. It's like 45 at least. It, for hardcore podcast listeners, 90 minutes tops. I'll listen to an hour, an hour and a half podcast straight through. After that, I got to break it up over a couple days. Then it becomes, then that podcast becomes an audiobook. <sighs> no, that's not the end of the podcast. It's my first time podcasting alone. It's kind of weird just talking to yourself. But if you know anything about me, you know that I could, like, I can talk myself. I can talk to a brick wall for an hour and the brick wall gets tired of listening to me. That's it. I like to talk. Not only do I like to talk, I like to listen to myself. I genuinely recorded a podcast last week that I ended up losing the all the footage on. And I did it after I listened to Antonio Sunquist record a podcast by himself first first ever podcast go follow it's the human capital podcast and it's incredible antonio first podcast for 44 minutes does exactly what i'm what i'm doing right now just talks to himself and it was incredible i was so inspired i loved the entire thing start to finish i was like that's awesome because you know, first off, I love, I loved, 
I should say loved past tense, Crystalia's podcast. Right? Everyone knows that I mimic Crystalia. And then, you know, he, he gets wrong, and that's what happens. So anyways, hearing Antonio do this wasn't inspiring. And I get home after listening to this all the way through for 44 minutes. And I sit down in this very spot in my RV. And I'm like, God, I got to go to the bathroom again. Turns out it's a bladder problem. Anyways, just kidding. No, I sit down and I record a podcast by myself for the first time. And it was so fun. Like, it was so fun. It's like looking into a mirror. And you're just looking into the window of your brain. And you're like, hey, what's in there? What do you got going on? You have a conversation with yourself almost. But you got to remember where you are at all times. You always have to remember where you are at all times. And I feel like I'm going to lose it at some point. Where I'm going to start talking about something. I'm going to start talking about ass cheeks again. And I'm going to lose my my place. My point. My direction. And it's going to get ugly. Also talking with a pen. Now elevates this podcast a little more. I think it emphasizes my words sometimes. But I'm going to lose track tonight. I am. I'm going to lose track because I talk so much. But I love it. I love it. After I recorded that podcast, after listening to Antonio's podcast, then recording one by myself for about 50 minutes, I literally just put it up on my TV and watched it. The whole thing almost, start to finish. And I I like genuinely enjoyed it. I enjoyed the time doing that, honestly. It's just like weird to admit that. It's weird to admit that you just like something that not a lot of people like listening to probably most of the time. And not a lot of and not a lot of people like doing it, I guess. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but I love doing it. I think it's great. I think it's just phenomenal. It was fun. I just like wrote down everything that I wanted to talk about like two days ago after Andrew and I decided like this was the move. Because we're not going to not put out a podcast. Like that's asinine. Thanksgiving week? You kidding me? Got an episode on Tuesday. Everyone's traveling home on Wednesday. Everyone knows. Hottest podcast day of the year. If you're not a part of it, you're wrong. Wednesday. Release it Tuesday. Let people get around to it till Wednesday. That's it. Best time to release a podcast. You can't miss the opportunity. Not once, not at all. Can't do it. You gotta take advantage. So that's what we did. We I took the call. Andrew said you got it. I said I do. I got it. It's not a big problem. Not not one bit. I'll figure it out. In fact, I've already done it once. Let's rip. Now it just brings me to here. It's crazy. I get this RV. 
Everyone's probably wondering, how the fuck did that kid get a 37-foot RV? I've certainly thought it a handful of times. I have. But honestly, if I'm going to go more macro before getting into like the details or logistics, then you can be the judge of how I did it or what the macro thing, if you're going to put a word on it, you know. But I just acted who I really thought I was and I didn't apologize for it. And I just stayed the course. And sometimes I got beat up for it just during my time in Tucson. We'll start there. I was in Tucson. But from the time I arrived there and and basically when the coronavirus hit and then it got really bad and then George Floyd happened and it was like right around Memorial Day and I get a call on Tuesday morning. I'm listening to the Kevin Hart, Joe Rogan podcast. I remember it so freaking vividly for some reason. But I'm running at like 5 a.m., getting ready to go to work, running around Lake of the Isles. And I get a text message and I always have my phone like off silent. So I was running and I hear it. And so I listen to it or I not listen to it, I read it. And it's my... uh He's our district manager of the Minneapolis office. Big deal. Big deal guy. Kind of tells you where you're going. And he texts me. He goes, how do you feel about Tucson? And I read it. And honestly, I think I started crying. Like my eyes teared up. I'm recording this on National Men's Day. Men do cry. Men fucking cry. They cry their eyes out. Sometimes they cry harder than chicks. We all know chicks cry. I've seen men cry harder than chicks. I've cried harder than chicks. I've cried harder than females. Females, chicks, women, however you want to say it. Can't backtrack. Nonetheless. I get that call saying, hey, you're going to Tucson. But also in my head, I'm like, it's like, hey, you're leaving all your friends. The thing you love most. Like, you're leaving everything to go work on some job in Tucson. Was basically the communication that I got. Um, he ends up telling me it's only going to be for three months. So like, you know, I manned, I manned up. Thank God I was listening to the Kevin Hart podcast. And, you know, he says something along the lines of just like, I think it was something along the line. I'll, it'll come to me, but it was more along the lines of essentially like, he's like, the best thing I like is being in an uncomfortable situation. I'm the funniest when I'm in the most uncomfortable situation. I get the most real, I get the most done, all when I'm in an uncomfortable situation. I was like, Jesus Christ, Kevin Hart's talking to me. Kevin Hart and Joe Rogan are talking to me. Right now, it's 5.15 in the morning, I'm out running around Lake of the Isles. That's what it is. And I immediately just snapped out, I was like, yep, let's go. Let's see where this takes me. Who gives a shit? It's three months, right? So I rationalize it, pack my bags, and go. And I was unapologetically myself the entire time. I did not, I knew exact. I tried to, you know, I'm very much like a not calculated person. Like it's like one thought in one thought out. It's more like one thought in. I say it, think about it. Another thought, say it, you know, too many hand movements. 
But that's just like how my brain operates, more or less. And I didn't apologize for it. Whatever. Got my ass kicked at work all the time. Not literally, but like verbally. Got my ass cheeks whipped. Everyone kind of had an idea of who my superintendent was at that job. But for those who follow me on Instagram, it was not the 62-year-old guy who just like loved me so much and his name was Darvin. He's the cutest little old guy. Now, this guy cared about me. He liked what I was doing. He actually was like, dude, you need to just go podcast instead of being in fucking construction. Instead of wasting my goddamn time is kind of what he would say. Um, and he And this last boss, like, he didn't call it a podcast. He called it a Comcast. It's the most absurd thing ever. He called it a Comcast. It was in spite of me. Nonetheless, it was in spite of me. But that's what he said. I want to kind of pull it up here because now I can not have these capabilities. But yeah, that, that was brutal. I'll get to it in a sec. But I'd like to fast forward. I got beat up for that. But at the same time, I like booked Airbnbs. And the first one had an outdoor kitchen. It stunk ass. And the next one, or my boss felt so bad for me for this outdoor kitchen, outdoor shower. Outdoor shower was sick. Get the ass cheeks hanging out. Get them all wet and shit. It's great. In the nature, after like a run in the morning, you go and take a shower outside. It's freaking awesome. Highly recommend. But the outdoor kitchen, like, dude. Eating the pizza, like at night, like a nice frozen pizza I had an outdoor oven. So you walk out there, put the pizza in. It's like an old-fashioned lighter one, you have to like light it. You're like, and you just hear a noise, and you're like, I guess the oven's on. And you really can't adjust the temperature, because it's like it's a fucking flame in a box. It's going to be one temperature. But that was weird. My boss felt so bad for me. He's like, hey, why don't you just come shack up with me, live with me and my wife in our nice luxury apartment two minutes from the job. Come live with me. Yeah, ain't bad. And didn't mention anything about rent. Let me borrow his car, uh, the PCL truck. I work for a construction company, for those who don't know. PCL Construction. I work for them. Great company. Employee-owned company. So I decided to live with him now. I was like, this is a no-brainer. So I get smart and leave. But now I'm like in the my now I live with my boss. Full on living. It's different from working with someone. It's different with just living with someone. It's really fucking weird when you work with someone and you live with them at the same time also. What an experience. Again, unapologetically myself, getting my ass cheeks spanked by this guy at his house now. I'm making this sound very vulgar. I understand that. And I'm sorry to stick with the ass cheeks bit for so long. It's been 22 minutes and I've only said ass cheeks about 19 times. 
someone's gonna count and put it out as a video I know it but it was tough hearing negative feedback on what you truly believed in and still were confident in it sucked ass but the times of the day that I had by myself or maybe actually that was it that was it the time that I had by myself whatever time I had in that small instance I would try and maximize so much I would try and maximize it so much it was weird because like, it just felt like that was all I had which is sweet I would bet on my fucking self that if if me was all I had I'd go to war with me I don't even want to go to war I would go to world peace for me get it world peace yeah a cause I don't know sorry I just had to convince myself that that was a joke I had to think through that for a second It was always like while I was driving. To go get like food probably. Or like pick up a thing someone ordered on the job site. But nonetheless, this lasted for six weeks. It was actually pretty awesome. I got paid like a per diem. Which means you get paid to travel. And they just give you a bulk of money. And then you use a portion of that money to live. And the rest you take to yourself. So the fact that I didn't have a rental car and I didn't have an Airbnb all of a sudden and that happened for six weeks, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy golf clubs. What a great opportunity. Got a brand new set of golf clubs, played 50 rounds of golf this year. Probably more. But it was great. And that leads me to my next point on the journey to getting this RV, which was I moved out of my superintendent's place. I moved in with a single 65-year-old divorced grandma, I think. No, not a grandma yet, actually. Holy shit, not a, Wait, no, she is a grandma. Take that back. 65-year-old single divorced grandma in this nice million-dollar home in the mountains. Because after picking the first Airbnb in, like, the worst part of Tucson, I then Googled very quickly the best part of Tucson. And this place popped up, and I put it into my Airbnb locator, and I found the coolest place. I said, I'm going to live here. I don't care how much it costs. And it didn't even cost that much. I still had money to freaking play around with, and I didn't even have a rental car. So I was doing just fine. I said, why not go here? I ended up meeting this lady. The first night, all right, the first night, you know when you normally go to an Airbnb, and it's like, Like if the FBI gave you like specific instructions or if you actually no, not the FBI, if you were part of a heist and you had a script to follow and you were like the guy behind the computer, like shit, I guess these are all the controls I have to do to get in for them to get in the door. You know, that's what it feels like in an Airbnb. It's like key is in the lockbox, code is 1996, press then rotate key box, grab key. 
And the key is always like at the bottom. You have to like always scratch and claw for it. It's so annoying. But anyways, you finally get the damn key. Open the door. And you're in. Well, this Airbnb, we had been talking just like small details, address, different things she was to know about the house. Just kind of a brief intro on the DMs on uh, Airbnb. Which they just recently came out with a story feature. You can now story your house. No, I'm just kidding. Stupid. But anyways, she DMs me and she's like, Hey, just coming through the front door. Uh, we're having like a wine. We're having some pizza and wine. I was like, what? Okay. Sounds great. Awesome. Didn't even think twice about it. But then as I slowly got closer and closer and closer, I realized I was like, dang. How do I get in? I'm not part of the heist. It's just me. I'm really freaking tired. So anyways, I get closer and I finally pull around to the house. She's just waiting outside. And this was in... Like, obviously, it was a couple months ago. It was right in the middle of coronavirus. And so she's standing outside her door. Door's cracked open. I get out of the car, grab my bags. I'm walking towards her. My mind is racing. Racing. I'm like, do I shake her hand? Do I nux her? Do I not touch her? What do I do? I kick her. Don't kick her. Take that one out. Do I shake her hand? Do I not shake her hand? Do I nux her? Do I give her a hug? What do I do? What do I do? So this is all happening in this, in a matter of seconds as I come close to my Airbnb lady who I'm meeting for the first time in the most unique Airbnb fashion way of all time. And we literally stood six foot apart looking at each other. And I think we had like a standoff, like a full-on Western standoff. A full-on Western standoff between me and my Airbnb lady. And she goes, fuck it. My name's Kathy. How are you? Six your hand out to shake my hand. I'm like, Declan, nice to meet you. And the rest was history. She books me tea times on the weekends. She's like having people over every other night for wine night, pizza night, whatever. All these different people. And it was just like a massive networking event. A massive networking event where I could just introduce myself as me. Didn't tell them a thing about construction. Didn't tell them a thing about what the hell I was doing for the other 80% of the day. I was just like, yeah, I run this podcast is turning into a media production and broadcasting company you know we're based in the twin cities but now i'm here so we're based kind of both we're going to mars in like a couple of years not now but in a couple of years we're all going to figure out how to go to mars yeah me, me. 
I tell jokes, you know. I'm also 25 and I have a mustache and blah blah blah. And it was great. That opportunity led to the next one, which was the golden ticket here, folks. So she has this friend who I meet at some point, and he's got this ridiculously massive house with a 70-foot pool. It's 14 foot deep. It's got like an underwater tunnel. It's got like a backyard that he hasn't even done yet. He's got inside, he's a copper salesman and artist. And it's awesome. Like somehow I, him and I, I got his number or something. And, oh, I started designing something for him for engineering. He is a copper salesman, owns all these patents on all this different colored art and stuff. Stuff I'm doing it a disservice if, if Fred, if Fred, Fred's listening, you know, it's copper artwork. And then he basically coats like electrical outlets and all these different things. But he was one of the first people to anneal copper to like any substrate and he's been able to make the copper look different by dropping chemicals on it making it blue or white or you know whatever the color it is you know and uh the guy's awesome so i but he won he had some design for a pvc system that's like mounted on above ground that's all i'll say He's trying to go for a patent on it. And so I was like, yeah, I'll design it for you. Why not? Like, I know how to operate SolidWorks. I know the right people to operate SolidWorks. I know, the, like, a design. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. No problem. So that's kind of how I got his number and we started talking. And then I stayed at his place for, like, two, three weeks after Kathy's. And so I was there for like three weeks. And like during my time there, we would be like watching Monday night football in his outdoor bar or something. And, uh, we'd always just talk about random stuff. So one night I just told him, I was like, Hey, how do you think, like, I'm trying to buy like a camper or a camper van or an RV or something. Cause I'm trying to like, trying to do something different like i don't want to live in an apartment and i know my next job's going to be on the middle of nowhere like can i i'm like do you think it's possible to live in an rv or i said some, something along those lines and he was like yeah i have an rv paying like 100 bucks on it for it to sit here in tucson and then the more we talked about it, the more I started to inquire and inquire. And then eventually, here I am in Fred's RV, paying rent, living the dream, recording a podcast, drinking Golden Road IPA, the pineapple cart. So, yeah. Here I am. That's it. It's crazy where life will take you when you continue to take the reps at the things you want to do the most. And you can almost you can almost envision it because 
Vision's the wrong word. You can start to see it happen. You can start to see yourself start to become comfortable with this new idea or person you're trying to become or just stick into your gut, stick into and being confident in that to what truly just fires you up. That right there, there's nothing more gratifying than that. But it's hard as shit sometimes. It really is. And I think that's like, I've made it finally to the point where I'm like, I need to talk about my average quality. Like my average quality right now, because of the situations, lifestyle, like the thing, the things I'm purposely doing because I want to do them. My average quality is consistently going back to like this thought of like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, what, what am I doing? How is this working? Like, am I going to survive? You know? Is it yes? I mean, of course I'm going to be fine. That's why it's my average quality. Because that thought motivates me to answer that question of what am I doing? But it makes me dive deeper into why. And it makes me go back to why. It makes me go back to why I'm doing it. And then that reinforces my next move. And that's basically how I got the RV. Was just trying to be the truest version of myself and not apologizing for one thing. Yeah, you know, you bump into someone, you say you're sorry. But if you opt in to choose to post a picture of your ass cheeks online, then that rocks. That's worthy. Call whatever you want, you know? I mean, go back to it, yeah. That's not it. But just to go back to it, there it is. And the best part is, is now it now it's started something. Now it's started something. Because now all of a sudden, Mark Dowd will post it. He posts his ass cheeks on Instagram. I'm talking with him earlier today. He tells me, oh yeah, I've had that picture of my ass cheeks on my phone for, ah, since June. Like, Jesus, that's a long time. <laughs> to have your ass cheeks out there like that. You know? You crazy bastard. Anyways, then he posts one. And we started talking about it. We were like, you know what? At the end of the day, you know what this really is. Like, you know what this truly, you know what this truly is, is this is vulnerability. This is vulnerability at its finest. Right here, folks. That's it. 
that's like not a bad butt either. That's fucking just saying. That's nice. Crazy. Absolute madman. It's got a nice rump. It's good. Oh shit, splashing the hair for all the listeners. Splashing his hair just outside of his van. Just took a shower. Essentially. It's essentially what he did. But it started moving because to me the ass cheeks represent vulnerability. 100%. So when you say let's let's get cheeky that's just saying let's get vulnerable. Pretty much. Let's put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation and see how it ha- see what happens. Now, I'm not saying you go run out there and post your ass cheeks all over Instagram. Some ass cheeks are best left for not the internet. I would act, it's probably not a bad idea to leave your ass cheeks off of the interweb. Because you know someday you're going to get a Snapchat memory or your kid coming up to you saying, Dad, why do you have a picture of your ass cheeks on the interweb? Why are you doing that? And you're going to have to say, that's who I was at that time. You're going to be in such a different place with a different perspective, looking out a different way, doing a different dad thing. Probably something you've never done before. You're going to look at that situation a lot different than how I'm looking at it right now. I understand that, but I understand what I'm doing right now across every scope of scope of what I'm doing in my life, how I break up my day has to be the better version of myself. It has to be striving for efficiency, optimization, and happiness. And I believe that at the core is just like finding yourself. So I'm going to do things that are presently me. That's what I'm going to do. And that's been my decision every time. I love it. I love it because, again, it's in the uncomfortable situations that I find myself in situations where I would have never thought I was there. And the, and the rush and perspective you get of like, wow, I never thought I would be here. It's crazy, but at the same time, when you ma- you can like manifest it kind of too. Like you can kind of like throw your shot out, drop a pin, you know, a couple steps ahead, say three, four months. And for me, it was like, let's see how I can find the, find a way to get an RV. And then an opportunity came across and I just like, boop, I'll do that. Seems logical. And even like being by yourself now too. Like I just went from going, having five roommates to being me. And I kind of like it. It's fun. Like it's, you get a lot more alone time. Like I was talking about earlier. It's great. You have so many more of these types of conversations. I.e. with myself. I.e. what I'm doing right now. You have far more of those conversations 
than you'd think, honestly. But it's great. It's just, again, it's going back to thinking and just looking inside the window of your own brain and saying, what's going on? How can I be better? How can I be happier? How can I maximize fun? How can I maximize the fun I'm having? And you make the next decision, you make the next decision, you make the next decision. You try and do it as many times as you can. You end up with, and you look back and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm in an RV. I'm having a blast. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to. I did exactly what I set out for. But it still goes back to this idea of just like consistently going back to that question. Consistently thinking of the next thing that you want to do and moving in that direction. So I'm like, in the, I'm, I'm working out in my little, I got a fitness gym all of a sudden. Got a fitness gym all of a sudden. And I'm working out in there. And some guy, like usually it's just me in there. I have to turn the lights on. It's like my own gym and I got the whole gym to myself and I work out. But I, this time I go in there and there's a guy and he is boxing so hard. He is absolutely ripping it. Beating the shit out of a bag by himself in a gym. And I go in there and I'm like, oh shit. This guy's going to beat the shit out of me. He's going to slap the cheeks right up. So I'm like, I got to do something. You know, I walk by him. I don't even know what I'm going to do for my workout at, at all whatsoever. And I was like, I got to, you know, I got to flex my guns somehow. I got to show him that, like, he doesn't want to mess with me. You know, I can't box. There's only one. And he didn't want to see me box anyways. I got nothing, nothing going for me. I don't think I've ever punched anyone in my life, to be honest. 100% honest, I don't think I've ever punched anyone in my entire life. So I'm like, what can I do to like, I don't know, puff my chest a little bit. <laughs> so what I decided on was to put the treadmill on 7% incline and just run a mile as fast as I can. I think I ran like a six minute mile on a treadmill is not anything to flex. It's not. I think I ran like a, actually, I don't think I ran a six. I think I ran like a seven, seven Oh nine. I think it was my time. We're a seven Oh nine mile at 7% incline on the treadmill. And I was like, I think that's going to intimidate him. I think that's got him because it looked, and I had good form, you know, I was fucking going. I can assure you that guy didn't want to fuck with me hundred percent. But anyways, I'm working out in there and I noticed this sign on the wall and I couldn't see it from like really far away because, you know, gym's so big, not to brag. But also I was like, what does that say? It was Bible quote. You know, I come from a Catholic background pretty much my entire life. Actually, not pretty much my entire life. I've been Catholic. So you recognize Philippians 4.13. And when I mean recognize, I just like recognize from a distance that it was a Bible quote. <laughs> that was it. But let me, let me find it real quick. Philippians 4.13. Google's got to know it, right? Philippians 
Yeah, people get tattoos of this one all the time. People get tattoos of this all the time, and that's exactly why it was in a gym. Because people get tattoos in gyms. They don't actually get tattoos in gyms. People with tattoos are in gyms. And it's no it comes in no surprise that Philippians 4.13 is on biceps and on walls and gyms. Straight up. Always should be. What the shit is it? What does it say? Sorry, Google's acting up on me. Can't have it. I got, I'm currently at a... What's the next? There's another... I guess this is it. So, it's pretty freaking simple. Philippians 4.13. This is, mind you, on the wall of a fitness gym at my RV park. And I also just ran a, a mile uphill to intimidate a guy who was boxing and could easily kick my ass. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthened me. Who, who strengthens me. And on that plaque, it had the line after it, but regardless, you know, I've been a Catholic guy my whole life, read the Bible a few times, not many times, but like a few times, but I looked at it a totally different way than I normally would normally, like, than I normally would read it, I guess. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So when you look at that, you're like, okay, I can do all things through God. And everything that comes through God, I can do that. You know, that's how it works. While that is true, I looked at it and I was like, I can do all things through him. That's just me. What if I look at that from just a a personal or introspective lens. And even like a quite literal lens. How about that? And just said, like, if I read it like that, I can do all things through him who, th- who strengthens me. Meaning, you're your own fuel source, motivation, motivator, A to Z, everything. That's you. And the more you do that, I mean, you do the thing, you do all the things that make you better, that strengthen you. And it totally makes sense why it's in a, again, in a, in a gym. Why it makes sense that people work out and that's on the wall. Because you're pumping iron and you're like, I can do all things through him. As you are just like benching through him. Through him. You're just getting strong as shit with that quote on the board looking down at you. 
But I, I just looked at that after, after like running that mile or whatever. And I was like, dang, it's kind of just through me. And like, I think there's a basis of theology where we do need it. Like we all believe in something, you know, I a hundred percent believe in it, but I just wanted to interpret it differently and just look at it from a different lens of just like a very ground level, base level perspective. And I was like, hmm. I guess it is me that makes a better version of me, but I'm also my worst enemy. That's it. That's the cheese. It's been a crazy four or five months. And again, this podcast idea where it's me just looking at myself and unpacking what's inside is like actually truly therapeutic. I think someone in the comments on Instagram earlier as we were going, they're like normalize podcasting by yourself. <laughs> and I subscribe to that. Why not normalize podcasting by yourself, normalize something that you do in this fashion. I think it makes sense. And I'd love to actually see Andrew try it too. I would love to see Andrew try. Because I talk way too much on the fucking podcast alone. Andrew doesn't get enough time. What if Andrew just had his own podcast? Just to talk about... To go inside Andrew's mind. Oh, that would be wild. I would thoroughly enjoy that. It'd be sick. But yeah, that was 52, 53 minutes. Went the distance with myself. For almost an hour. Live on Instagram as well, mind you. And it was awesome. I don't regret a thing. I think going back to the whole thing, just going back to the end and just making sure that people know. And uh, feel free to donate and be a part of the cause for Best Christmas Ever. It's going to be sweet. I'm so excited. It's going to be, like, seriously life-changing. Honestly. Honestly. I love for you guys to support and kind of be a part of this awesome surprise. We find out who our family is. Actually, by the time you're listening to this on the podcast, we will have our family. And I'll put out another ad to detail who that family is. And if it's any of the five that I read... It's going to be a, it's just, I'm so excited to like make someone super, super stoked on Christmas because I've just gotten absolutely blitzed this year. Just awful. But at the end of the day, I'm just so grateful. I'm so excited to be a part of the opportunity. And I hope you guys donate whatever you guys want to do. Just help support in any way. Just if you, even if you just market it and be like, hey, help these boys out, you know, that goes a long way too. Like if you're a poor college kid and you're like, I guess I can give eight bucks, like, you know, throw your eight bucks in or just like 
blast us off on the internet. Help us out. Give us a little rocket fuel. But anyways, that was an absolute pleasure. I just... That was really fun. I, I'm genuinely excited to listen back on this. Genuinely. And I hope you guys... I mean, I don't know if you want to listen to this podcast twice. Me listen to the same thing twice. Maybe. I don't know. If it's worth anything, sure. Why not? But I appreciate you guys who have been this far. And uh, I really appreciate it. That was phenomenal. Love you guys. I love you guys. Take care. Seeing double. Tell the whole squad out the back door, man. I think it's time to huddle. Yeah. We're in trouble. Wrote a pop song, tried to pop off, but I think we popped the bubble. And we run around, but now I know we're tired of the nonsense. All the things we can't control. Really, really messes with a healthy mindset. Are we there yet? Or is this just how it goes? So you wanna play the pop games? Said you never, never will change, but I don't believe you. No, I don't. So you wanna play the pop games? Said it always goes the same way, but I Triple coverage Had it mapped out But you spaced out Man, you didn't see it coming yeah. Hold my luggage About to fly up Holding my cup Looking down and seeing nothing And we run around But now I know it's tired Of the nonsense All the things we can't control Really, really messes with the healthy mindset Are we there yet? Or is this just how